Well, one man was happy to learn that his elementary uh, school-aged daughter, in elementary school, she had been given the assignment of uh, writing about one of her personal heroes, and he was happy to learn that she had chosen to write about him. And so when, she came, uh, when, when he saw her next after he learned this information, he asked her, why did you choose to decide to write about me? And she said, it's because I didn't know how to spell it Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> um, two first graders were overheard as they left Sunday school class, and the one kid said to the other, do you really believe all that stuff about the devil? And the other kid said, no, I think it's like Santa Claus. It's really your dad. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk, uh, talk about the fifth commandment today. Today we're looking at the fifth commandment, which is honor your father and mother. The sermon today actually focuses on three scripture passages, and they're printed in your outline in the bulletin. Um, so if you want to take a look at those, we're going to read through those first. The first one is actually the uh, fifth commandment. The Ten Commandments are recorded all together in two different spots in the Bible, in Exodus chapter 20 and in Deuteronomy 5. We'll be reading here from Deuteronomy 5.16. It says, Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live long and so that you may prosper in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And then the next passage is Ephesians chapter 6, where it says, Children, obey your parents as you would the Lord, because this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may have a long life in the land. Fathers, don't stir up anger in your children, but bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And then from Colossians chapter 3, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not exasperate your children, so they won't become discouraged. All right, we're going to organize, uh, the sermon today is organized under two headings. Uh, the first is your obligation to your parents as a believer. And the second is your obligation to your children as a believer. Um, the majority of our focus will be on the first section, um, your obligation to your parents. So what is your obligation to your parents? Well, according to the fifth commandment, which we just read, your if we could go to the next slide, Andy. Uh, I apologize, the clicker's not working today, so I'm going to have to, Andy's going to have to do what I say. <laughs> um, your obligation to your parents is to honor them. Honor your father and your mother. Um, it's the fifth commandment, honor your father and your mother. And then Paul quotes this commandment in the passage we looked at in Ephesians chapter 6. So let's talk about that. What does it mean to honor your father and mother? What does it mean to honor your parents? Uh, uh, number one, uh, respect them. It means to respect them. Um, the idea here behind the word honor involves high esteem for your parents or deep respect for your parents or reverence for your parents. In Leviticus chapter 19, we find a command to revere your parents. Uh, some passages say, or some translations say, respect your parents. And as we look at this passage, um, well, let's just read it. I, I, I've included some context here, not just the command itself. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel and say to them, up here on the screen, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Every one of you shall revere his mother and his father, and you shall keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. 
Do not turn to idols or make for yourselves any gods of cast metal. I am the Lord your God. In this short passage, the Lord talks about things that we know are heavy on his heart that he takes seriously. The idea of holiness, the idea that we be holy, the idea of the Sabbath, all throughout the Old Testament, all throughout the Old Testament, we see that God takes very seriously his Sabbath and that people are to obey the Sabbath. And the idea of idolatry, too, that we're to turn from idols, the number one sin in the Old Testament that God hammers away at, no idolatry. And in the context of these, four, these three weighty matters, he also has this verse, every one of you shall revere his mother and his father. And I want to suggest to you that just by association with these other weighty topics, that this also is a, is a thing that the Lord takes very seriously, that we honor our father and our mother, that we revere them, that we respect them. Other passages show the seriousness with which God takes your regard and behavior towards your parents. Am I on? Can you guys hear me okay? Okay, just making sure. Next passage, Exodus twenty-one seventeen, part of the Old Testament law. Whoever strikes his father or his mother must be put to death. The next verse, Leviticus 20, verse 9. If anyone curses his father or mother, he must be put to death. He has cursed his father or mother. His blood is on his own hands. Now, capital, capital punishment is no longer required um, for the commission of these sins. But the reality, this was for Old Testament Israel, but the reality is that the commission of these sins is still a very serious matter in the eyes of God, and he takes very seriously our attitude towards our parents. Uh, Proverbs 20.20, whoever curses his father or mother, his lamp will go out in deep darkness. And this doesn't necessarily indicate that the state is responsible to do this, but that God providentially is watching um, and, and is, is, uh, is judging those who do not honor or who curse their father and mother. So God takes very seriously the reverence that we have for our parents. Consider our culture today. Does our culture support this kind of reverence for parents? <laughs> I would suggest it doesn't. Our culture condones and even encourages uh, children and teenagers to resist their parents, to be rebellious towards their parents, to disrespect them. Um, and so for the few kids and the teens are in, who are in the room, um, God does not give you permission to disrespect your parents. He doesn't give you permission to disobey your parents. He doesn't give you permission to not take them seriously or to blow them off. And you may not agree with your parents from time to time, and you may be frustrated with them from time to time. And it's okay to talk with them. You know, if you have frustration, and if, you're, if you don't agree with them, then talk with them, but make sure you do it in a respectful way. Don't disrespect them. This is not only for kids, it's also for adults. We are not to disrespect our parents. Uh, we're to honor them, respect them, and revere them, even if we don't agree with them. Um, even if they may frustrate us from time to time, we still talk with them and communicate with them and act toward them in a, in a respectful way. Proverbs uh, 30, next verse, Andy. Proverbs 30, 17. As for the eye that ridicules a father and despises obedience to a mother... May ravens of the valley pluck it out and young vultures eat it. Okay, have you ever disrespected your parents with your eyes? Rolled your eyes um, or whatever. Um, again, the Lord takes this very seriously. You will see 
you will see TVs and mo- TV shows and movies that depict parents as dummies and as out of touch and as naive and as irrelevant. And in the same TV shows and the same movies, they'll portray kids who rebel against their parents, who resist their parents as, you know, cool and, uh, and smart. Um, God does not applaud or smile at that kind of behavior. So when you see stuff like that on TV, kids, recognize that you should not imitate that kind of disrespect and rebellion, for it's highly offensive to God. When our kids were much younger and they were growing up, they, and they were watching Saturday morning uh, cartoons and programming, we would occasionally ask them, you know, what, so what did you watch? What was the program about? And I would specifically ask the question, how did the young people in those shows talk to their parents? How did they relate to their parents? And if, you know, the answer was not a, a very good one, then we would talk about the fact that uh, this is not the kind of behavior that we, you know, that we practice as Christians in our household. And again, adults, we still owe our parents respect too. It is never right to disrespect your parents. Look at Proverbs twenty-three, twenty-two. This is talking to adults here. Listen to your father who gave you life and don't despise your mother when she is old. Okay, so we're talking about elderly parents here. Uh, so we're talking to adult children. Again, uh, listen to your father. Don't despise your mother when she is old. Always we owe them reverence and respect. And again, honor means high esteem, deep respect, and reverence. Number two, how can we honor our parents? Number two, obey them. Obey them. Uh, Ephesians 6.1 in your passage, it says, Children, obey your parents as you would the Lord. Colossians 3.20, Children, obey your parents in everything. These verses are especially um, for kids and teens who are still living at home with their parents. Um, You are to do what your parents say. You're to obey them. Um, And the Bible is very clear. Uh, Children, obey your parents in everything. Children, obey your parents in everything. Do the things they tell you to do. Don't do the things they don't tell you to do. Um, And Jesus gives you specific reasons why why you should always obey mom and dad. Uh, Ephesians 6, because this is right. Because this is right. Obeying mom and dad is the right thing to do in God's sight. Colossians 3, next one. For this pleases the Lord. It pleases the Lord. Every time you obey mom or dad, uh, Jesus sees it and he smiles. He is pleased with your obedience. He may even call some of the angels over and say, hey, hey, look what the Golicky kids did. Their parents told them to do that, and they did it willingly. I'm so proud of those guys. It, it makes the Lord happy. It pleases, it pleases the Lord when children obey their parents. If you're 5 or 15, if you're 9 or 19, when you obey your parents, you are obeying the Lord Jesus, and you are also pleasing him. You are bringing great joy to him. Now, the question is, when we, when we become adults and move out on our own, are we supposed to still obey this dictum to obey your parents? Obey your parents. The simple answer is that we no longer are under their authority. We are no longer under their authority. Genesis chapter 2 indicates, for instance, that when a person marries, the marriage becomes the preeminent relationship uh, in a man or a woman's life, replacing the relationship they had with their parents. So way back in Genesis 2, this is why a man leaves his father and mother and bonds with his wife, and they become one flesh. The leaving of father and mother is, is, is more than just moving out. Um, it's also moving out from under their authority. Um, 
your parents may have said to you, uh, as long as you're under my roof, you're going to obey my rules. Well, the implication is that once you move out from under the roof, you also move out from under the authority of your parents. Um, marriages quickly become unhealthy and strained if husband or wife is more concerned about upsetting their parents than they are about serving their spouse. Uh, so we're no longer under the authority uh, as adults under their authority, but we are still to respect and, our, and revere our parents. That's always an obligation. And in fact, the things that they taught us that were true and that were biblical, we continue to obey that. We continue to obey the true wisdom that they give us. For that comes from the Lord. A third way to respect or to honor your parents is to help them. To help them. First Timothy 5 4 is on the screen there. But if any widow has children or grandchildren, they must learn to practice godliness toward their own family first and to repay their parents, for this pleases God. Um, so notice that repaying parents or helping parents in their old age when they need help is equivalent to practicing godliness, according to this verse. Practicing godliness uh, is manifested in repaying your parents. In Mark chapter, I'm sorry, in Matthew chapter 15 and Mark chapter 7, Jesus condemns the Pharisees because they condoned a practice, a practice where Jews who weren't taking care of their elderly parents as they should, um, they were let off the hook because they were giving to the temple. In other words, money or support that they were that they they were to use for their parents, they said, no, this is dedicated to the Lord. And so they were giving it to the temple instead. And Jesus said, and the Pharisees were condoning it. And Jesus says, this is ridiculous. You don't take money from your parents in order to give to the Lord. What you're to do is to give to the church, give to the temple, and take care of your parents. Um, but don't shirk your responsibility to honor your parents. It's important to note that Jesus himself kept the fifth commandment. <laughs> He just didn't teach it. He, he kept it himself. Even on the cross, he was actively fulfilling the fifth commandment um, to honor his father and mother, and specifically by taking care of his mother. The next verse there, Andy. Jesus is on the cross, and when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple he loved standing there, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. And he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. You know, as I, was, as I was thinking about this passage, uh, I was reminded of, of different people, um, like Dave and Cheryl, for instance, who took care of, Dave, uh, who took care of um, Dave's parents, Don, and then later May in their later years. And I was reminded of Scott, who was, uh, who was often at his dad's house uh, mowing and uh, doing uh, regular maintenance and also taking care of emergencies and so forth. And I remember the time when uh, both of my grandmothers were living at our house um, and, and my parents were taking care of them. When, uh, when, past, when I first met Pastor Ryan, it was for my interview uh, for here at the church, and uh, Sarah and I were living up in the, uh, north of Chicago, and we met them in Chicago. We met at a restaurant, and we, uh, it, was, it was Sarah and myself, and it was Pat and Ginny, and it was Pat's mom. <laughs> he had stopped in to see his mom, and he brought her along for the interview. Uh, she didn't have many questions that I recall, but <laughs> she was probably trying to curb him a little bit. No. Uh, <laughs> um, there's another example of someone who was honoring his mother. One theologian, one theologian puts it starkly. 
Your parents supported and nourished you when you were young and helpless. You ought, therefore, to support them when they are old and destitute. Number four, um, other ways to honor them. Uh, just hit on these uh, very briefly. Um, thank them. Thank them for the things uh, that they've done for you. Tell them thank you. Communicate to them uh, thanks for specific things that they did for you when you were growing up. Take advantage. Take advantage of the built-in uh, special days of the year, like Father's Day, uh, like Mother's Day, like their, like their birthdays, um, like their anniversary. Also, keep in touch with them. Keep in touch with them. Don't ignore them. Don't neglect them. Don't forget them. That, that happens way too often. And sometimes it happens among believers. Believers should not be that way. Even if the culture is that way, we should not be that way. We need to honor our parents. We need to remember them, be in touch with them, and so forth. Listen to them. Uh, listen to your parents. Pray for them. Pray for your parents. Your parents have needs. Uh, your parents have needs. They may be financial. They may be physical, spiritual. Uh, be praying for your parents. They are to be very high on your list when you consider the command to honor them and revere them. And one I didn't put on here, uh, reminisce with them. Reminisce with them. If they're good memories, reminisce with them. Um, they will enjoy that. Heading uh, point number five here, my parents, uh, some of you might say, my parents weren't the best of parents. How do I honor them? They weren't the best of parents. How do I honor them? Well, let's be honest. Some parents are not great parents. And in fact, some parents are downright horrible parents. Um, and we're supposed to honor them um, this isn't the first time that the scriptures have called us to do hard things. <laughs> we as believers are called to love our brother, uh, love our neighbor as ourselves. We're, call, we're called to love the Lord God. Um, we're to call, called to love one another, but we're also called to what? Love our enemies as well, right? So that's not the first time we've been called to do hard things. And one of those hard things may be honoring, maybe in your case, honoring your parents if they were um, very difficult. Um, but it can be done. Let me just make some suggestions on how to honor uh, parents who may not have been the best. Um, first, be thankful for the good things they did for you and taught you, uh, even if they were few and far between. And you may have to scratch your head as to, what good thing did my parents did for you, did for me, because you're so focused on all the negative that happened. Um, but see if you can. If there might be some positive things that you can thank the Lord for. Pray for them. Certainly pray for your parents. Pray for them. Forgive them. Forgive them. Um, serve them. Um, and continue to show them love. If they mock you, if they use you, if they ignore you, don't respond in kind. Don't respond in kind. Look at these verses, Romans chapter 12. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. Uh, this applies in all our relationships, and, and certainly it applies in regards to our parents, too, if they were difficult. 1 Thessalonians uh, 5.15, See to it that no one repays evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good for one another and for all. So you continue to honor your parents, even if they were difficult parents. You continue to honor them by pursuing what is good for them. You continue to love them, and love is primarily doing what is good for the person, um, the person whom you are loving. 
What if your parents are antagonistic to your Christian faith? What if they're antagonistic to your Christian faith? Let me suggest a few things there. First of all, know, know that you belong to a very large group of Christians whose parents were antagonistic to their Christian faith. You belong to a large group of people who have, by God's grace, converted to Christianity despite their parents. I read story after story after story of people in our country and around the world who, for instance, have been converted out of uh, the Muslim religion into Christianity and their parents become hostile to them. Or they're converted as Hindus and their Hindu parents become hostile to them. Or they're, committed, uh, they're converted in a, in a communist uh, setting and their parents become hostile. Or, or uh, Jews uh, who become Christians and their, and their parents disown them. And even here in our country, um, converted out of an atheistic or agnostic background, and their parents uh, choose to mock them and belittle them and demean them, know that you are not alone. Know that you're not alone. Also, honoring your parents in this situation doesn't mean you give up the Christian faith because they want you to. Um, honoring parents doesn't mean you stop serving the Lord. While your parents, whether they're saved or unsaved, are to be near the top of the list, the Lord obviously is way at the top of the list, and we always serve him. And also be kind to and patient with your hostile parents, your parents who are hostile to your faith. Pray for them and do good to your parents. Um, if they wrong you and mistreat you, or if they're, if they're immature in the way they relate to you, don't stoop to their level. And don't disrespect them. In your relationship with them, conduct yourself how your Heavenly Father would have you to do so. Be kind to them, be patient with them, pray for them and do them good. So what is your obligation to your parents? To honor them. Let's talk uh, briefly about your obligation then to your children. Your obligation to your children is many. We can put it this way, be honorable. Be honorable. We could say a lot of things. We're not going to. We'll just say a few. Uh, first, in general, make it easy for your kids to honor you. Your kids are supposed to honor you. <laughs> make it easy for them to honor you. <laughs> Make it easy for them to honor you. Be the kind of parents who are worthy of being honored. And then number two, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Bring, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Look at Ephesians 6 on your outline. Fathers, don't stir up anger in your children, but bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. You see where I got that? We're to bring them up in the knowledge of God. The Lord said this about Abraham. Next uh, slide. Uh, God said this about Abraham, I have chosen him so that he will command his children and his house after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Fathers, God desires nothing less from you. He desires nothing less from you. This could truly be said of you as well. John, Andy, Caleb, Scott, um, fill in the blank, now that I've named names, people are going to feel bad because I overlooked them. I'm including you here. Andy, <laughs> um, Jeff, Ken, yeah, thank you. Ken, I have chosen you. I have chosen all these guys, the Lord says, so that they will command their children and their house after them to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. He expects you to talk about your Christian faith with your kids and to live out the Christian faith in front of your kids. And mothers, he expects that of you too. 
is you talk about the faith and live that faith out. And then number three, don't exasperate your children. Don't exasperate your children. Ephesians 6 says, fathers, don't stir up anger in your children. Colossians 3 says, fathers, do not exasperate your children so they won't become discouraged. Now, parents need to discipline their children. Uh, that is required of Scripture, too. That is required by the Lord, that parents discipline their children. They need to train their children. They need to correct their kids. I'm grateful that my parents obeyed um, this particular, uh, the, the command to discipline their children. Because do you know what Jeff would have been like? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> do you know what my brother would have been like? No, actually, when I wrote this, I was thinking, if they hadn't said no to me, if they had coddled me in every way and never disciplined me, I would have become a little hellion. And then I would have grown up to be a big hellion. So I'm grateful for the discipline uh, of my parents. But in your discipline, don't be all negative. Correct the evil, but also compliment the good. At least a couple of times while Jesus was on earth, the heavens split open, and he heard his heavenly Father saying, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Um, children should, should also hear that kind of thing from their fathers as well. Your kids need to know that you love them and that they please you. Your kids should hear things like, good job and I love you and way to go or similar phrases a lot from you. Avoid constant nitpicking. Now, sometimes nitpicking is necessary. Details are important sometimes, but sometimes they aren't. Homes can be safe places for joking and poking fun and for sarcasm. You can have a lot of fun at home. But that kind of thing can also go too far. It can easily become mean. It can be misunderstood. If all you do is poke fun, your kids may not find it fun. And then there's the whole anger issue. If you lash out at your kids, if you yell at them regularly, you need to start working right now to kill those sins. You need to kill those sins. And it may be a gradual process getting rid of anger and getting rid of yelling at your kids, but it will be worth it to you to start working on that. Do you want your kids to remember you, um, remember their growing up years as you always being angry? I don't think that's what you want. And in order to, and, and if that's the way you are, you need to start, if you're a believer, you have the Spirit of God in you, and, you can, and He can help you to start changing your attitude and the way you behave towards your children. Many fathers today are harsh with their children or they're unloving towards their children or they're neglectful of their children. But if you are a Christian father, this should not be true of you. This should not be true of you. The Lord says to you, you must nurture your children in my ways and in my word. You must be kind and considerate with them. Discipline them, yes, but do not embitter them. Do not exasperate them. Do not provoke them. They are mine, the Lord says. I have given them to you to raise and steward on my behalf. So in a godly way, make your, make your home a place where your kids like to be. Make your home a place where your kids like to be. There, there's, you know, there was concern with all the stay-at-home orders in the recent months. There was concern about the fact that families were going to be home all the time and that home was not a safe place or a happy place for many children. I hope that wasn't the case for your home. Make it your goal that um, your place will be a place, your home will be a place where kids like to be. My brother, my brother and my parents and I were, were recently texting back and forth, and my brother told my parents how grateful he is that he grew up in their home. 
make that your goal for your kids as well, that when they leave the house, they will reflect back and think, man, I sure liked growing up at home. And then finally, number four question here, what if I've done everything wrong? What if I as a parent have done everything wrong to this point? I realize that I haven't, I haven't raised my kids the way I should. I realize that my behavior toward them is not a godly behavior. Well, let me just quickly tell you, first, uh, now is the time for confession and forgiveness. Now is the time for confession and forgiveness. It's not all hope is gone. It's not hopeless. With the Lord, there's always hope. And so if you feel that way, confess it to the Lord. Tell the Lord, Lord, I, 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 I have so screwed up to this point, and it's been years of screwing up. Confess that to the Lord. And what does the Lord say? If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So now is the time for confession and forgiveness, but now is the time also for repentance and change. It's the time for repentance and change. So confess that to the Lord, receive his forgiveness, and now change your ways. Even if your kids are out of the house, you can still change your ways in the, in the way you relate to them. You can change how you begin to relate to them and make it more in line with what the Lord requires of you. And know that as a believer, the Holy Spirit dwells within you and is ready to help. So the fifth commandment then is honor your father and your mother. Honor your father and your mother. I know of a, I know of a woman, a mother. Uh, she's very lonely. <laughs> she's very lonely. Um, and she has a Christian son, but she never hears from her Christian son. And he lives nearby, and their phones both work. Um, and this guy is a good guy. He's a Christian, but this is a serious blind spot in his Christian walk. And it's more than a blind spot. It's a serious sin that he neglects and does not honor his mother. Don't be that kind of person. Don't be that person. So I ask you, do you honor your father and your mother? Do you respect your mother and your father? Are they hearing from you? This is the command of the Lord. If you struggle with honoring your parents, ask the Lord to help you. Again, the Holy Spirit dwells within you if you're a believer, and he can help you to do what is difficult. If you don't know how to honor your parents in your given situation and context, ask him to show you how. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we again are reminded of the fact that we call on one who delights to call us, uh, to call himself our Father, who delights to adopt us into his family, and we praise you for that. And Father, it is by your design, uh, the family is your design, it is the basic social unit. And we, we live in a culture and in a world today where um, there are forces, intentional and unintentional, that are trying to rip the family apart. And we pray against that. We ask, Lord, that you would continue to strengthen the family and that the, me the message of your word would go forth and the families that are being torn apart would be strengthened and rebuilt. I ask, Lord, that you would help everyone in this room um, to become better by your spirit and by your grace and more intentional at honoring um, their father and their mother. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.